You're listening to the One Minute Mindfulness Show with Vicki Kelly and Natalie MacGyver. Well, my beautiful guest today is Doris Schoenberg. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Doris. Well, Doris and I are sitting here uh, live at the Wisdom Conference in San Francisco, and we only met 48 hours ago, and I was so inspired by Doris's story. I thought, Omlings, I want to share this with you. So it's a welcome to the One Minute Mindfulness Show, Doris. Thank you very much. So you're here. How did you come to be at Wisdom? Um, my friend Leanne, who's also my business sponsor, uh, well, is well, not my business yes. sponsor, she's my business coach, and she's sponsoring a table here, and she invited me to join her uh, as an opportunity, so it was something I could not pass up. Great. So for those of you who are wondering now, who is this Doris lady, and and why is she sitting with Vicky? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doris is uh, in, in the contemplative realm, in the mindfulness realm, and she came about that um, in a, a really unique and lovely way, which we'll learn about over the, the course of our time together today. But Doris uh, particularly works with uh, parents, yes? Yes. Yeah, so um, in in conscious parenting, and she believes that by getting uh, to the parents and helping them to open their hearts, that's going to shift their uh, parenting focus and spill down and trickle over their beautiful little cherubs um, and enable enable those little people out there to shine. So Doris... Tell us, how did you come to mindfulness? Okay, well, well, first of all, I have three adult children. Wow. And I have a 16-year-old. And it was in, in realizing that my parenting strategies with my older children is, was totally different to how I parent my, my 16-year-old. And I realized that was because of my awakening and my mm. evolving in life. Um, you, you realize that what you say to your children they can carry with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's so, they do. And, and there's that saying where it, it's easier to bring up a conscious child than what it is to heal a broken adult. Yeah, that's so true. And and I wanted to get to the youth because I want to leave the world a better place for our children. Mm. And what better way to do it through the parents because we we're, we're the biggest influence on our children's lives. And that's a really unique way to look at it, getting to the youth through through parents because it's it's one of those things and I know I, I work in in some schools and and have worked w- with some children and I, and I'm always wondering and very curious I have them here I can be um, open and kind with them and invite them to their kind heart through some mindfulness practice but then if they're going home into an environment that's not that it makes it quite uh, difficult or more difficult to be able to follow up on that practice. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, you know, if you want, my, my ultimate is to take mindfulness to the schools in Quebec mm-hmm. uh, or in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and what better way, w- when you do that kind of thing, the parents have to have, you've got to get their permission. Mm. Um, and a lot of parents don't always see the benefits of mindfulness. Uh, they, they might see it as against their mm. religion. So what better way to get to the through to the children is, is via their parents. So you get their parents buy-in. Mm. Um, they then follow through and they create a ripple effect to our children to, to their children. Yes. So we're raising this conscious generation mm. um, t- so that everybody is exposed to the world out there in a conscious way. Very well. Very well said, Doris. And 
uh, when I was when I first met you and we were we were talking, one of the things that really uh, sparked my interest in your work was your background and growing up in a country that it was marginalised and and had um, dis- discrimination. And you grew up in the, yeah. yeah in yeah. that environment. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, you know, growing up, um, I realised that treating people differently based on their, their, their sexual agenda or mm-hmm. their, their sexuality, their, the colour of the skin, mm. um, the language they mm. speak. Um, and I, I, I saw firsthand the destruction any kind of racism or discrimination can be. I mean, still now, South Africa, even though we've been a democracy for 20 years, um, there's still those underlying tensions because mm. what happens is the, the parents carry on the, the, they carry on the discrimination. The pain, they yeah. carry on the pain. Yeah. They remind the younger generation this is what yes, we went through. Yes. So the, the younger generation carries that forward. Yes. So instead of creating a generation of people who are angry and, and, and bitter with each other because of the past. Yes. And, and I'm not saying we must forget the past. All I'm saying is there comes a time where you have to draw a line and move forward and say, we made mistakes. Yes. Let's, let's now don't dwell on the mistakes. Um, apologize for the mistakes, but but move forward from here because otherwise it's just a, an ongoing negativity that we pass on to our children. Yes, yes, and even on a uh, a, a local level, aside from um, the atrocities that that occur when humans harm and and hurt other human beings, on on a family level, because that's you know most of us operate in that family level day to day there's still those pains isn't there the, you know, the micro pains and the and maybe the macro pains of relationship breakups or or um, my parents parenting style or all of those um, pains and difficulties that we go through as children and then grow up and become our baggage Absolutely. as adults that that somehow we then pass down to our children through our parenting so your program is, if I'm, if I'm, um, just to paraphrase, your program, Doris, I sense is about being able to, to help me to own that baggage and liberate it in a way so that I can be the best version of me Absolutely. for myself, of course, but also for my children, and that then enables you to to reach so many more. Absolutely, because you know children are mirrors. So, mm. say so look at our behaviour. So, if if we and par- as parents aren't living consciously, if they don't see us being kind to somebody, if they don't, if, if they so let me stop you there. What okay. what is living consciously, Doris? What in in your okay for me, mm-hmm. living consciously is is being aware that everybody has their story. Mm-hmm. It's it's being aware that we don't all come from the same place. It's it, it's being aware that kindness generosity compassion um, has to be a part of a, a part of mm. life without us even thinking about it um, when I pick my son up from school every day I say to him so who were you kind to today oh you know and he'll say oh I can't remember I said yeah if you think about it um, you will remember it but the fact that I ask him that question mm-hmm. every day he looks for people to be kind to because he wants to be able to say to, I was kind to say yes. so today yes. so so when you bring that into your parenting, it's 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 almost like a natural progression mm. for your children to follow through. And when other people in their vicinity 
see them being kind, it creates a ripple effect, and, and that's what I want to do. I want to create mm. this ripple effect of compassion, kindness, and loving each other. Mm. I was in the shower this morning. Which is the other wing of mindfulness. You know, yes. There's being yes. mindful, but yes. then the, um, sometimes in, in, in our mindfulness, we forget that there's a, a really important arm of mindfulness called compassion. Yes. And that's compassion for ourselves and yes. compassion for the people around us. Yes. Um, regardless of where they are in in their life or our our lives, and it's a it's a ding 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 moment because Omlings, you would have you would have picked up on Doris's little one minute mindfulness tip there that she didn't even realise that she she had shared with us already. <laughs> Look at you go! <laughs> Amazingly, that that after school. For those of you who have uh, children, and even if you don't, you could do it with your work colleagues. Anybody. Anybody. What's that question that we're asking? Who were you kind to today? Who were you kind to today? And you could do that in in the mirror time. We have mirror time on, on the show sometimes mm-hmm. where you're standing in the mirror and and one of the questions that, that I'm often reminding the, our omlings to, to ask is what do you need to feel comfort and ease today as you look into the mirror? Okay. This is another mirror question. Yes. So repeat that question for our omlings, Doris. Who were you kind to today? Who were you kind to today? Or what act of kindness did you do today? Yeah. Oh, that is, that's a gem. <laughs> that's a keeper. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about your program f- for parents. And, and we've, we've already um, talked about it in a nutshell that it's, it's about being able to, to reach the youth or reach children. Yeah through parents and being able to liberate us and, and help us to heal from the inside out so that we can be um, better people and better parents. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your program. Okay. Well, it, it's basically it's based on the belief that um, our beliefs and values are passed down from generation to generation. Mm. Um, so when we if, if we if we change our beliefs oh, – sorry, I'm going a little bit off topic here – what I want to say is um, most of us have grown up, and I did it, so I'm talking from personal mm-hmm. experience, where we have a limiting belief that we're not good enough. Mm. Now, that's not to say our parents said to us, you're not good enough. It's little things that we don't realize that we're doing that makes that, that, that makes our children believe that they're not good mm. enough. To give you an example, um, I was packing the dishwasher the one day, and my son was helping me pack it. Mm-hmm. And as he was packing the dishes in the dishwasher, I was rearranging them. Yeah. <laughs> so often my thought Oh, no, she's <laughs> on to me. <laughs> and, and my thought is, what will my son take away from this mm. experience? And I realized that with me rearranging as he was packing, he could walk away with the belief that I wasn't doing it well enough. Yes. So I took that mindful I'm, moment. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, Jordan, the reason I'm doing this is because I know that if I pack the dishwasher this way, I can get as many dishes in as I can. Yeah. Um, so that's why as you're putting it in, thank you for helping me. Yeah. As you're putting it, that's why I'm rearranging it. So he went away knowing that I was re- rearranging yeah. it because I wanted to get maximum achievement out of my dishwasher. It wasn't about him. Yeah. It was because I wanted yes. to get as many dishes yes. in because I didn't want to wash them And you were able to acknowledge him. Yes. No, which is an important – it's an important distinction – around um, particularly around self-esteem when we talk about self-esteem in children is not not praising their achievement or, or telling them that they're amazing necessarily but praising the effort 
Absolutely. As people. Absolutely. And so you're you know, acknowledging him and thanking him for those, those small, those very small things, but you're doing that with great love. It's yeah. those micro moments that I think sometimes um, we miss that opportunity to, to feed and fuel yes. their, um, their self-worth. Yeah. And we also, in addition, miss, miss those cues that sometimes we are um, creating a discord or a, yeah. a disconnection. A disconnection. Yeah. Because we're ignoring yes. ig- ignoring those cues yeah. in, in some way. And I think in in, in creating in, in in having that kind of attitude towards our children, we create we reconnect with our children, which then gives them the opportunity to know or the understanding to know that they can come to us with anything. Because we often you know, the world of digital and people with, with screen time yeah there's so many people walking around with their heads in their yeah, phones I am exactly. so resistant to my cell phone yeah uh, but I know I need it yes um, yeah. but I think if you if you contain it and and uh, having all these digital things around us constantly we create that disconnection it's seductive but, yeah. for for us as adults let yes. alone our children who who are consuming um, stimulation at a breaknecking yeah. pace, and it's hijacking their attention away from the cool things like playing outside exactly. and connecting exactly properly with yeah. with people around them. As parents, think about how often your child comes to you, and you're looking at your phone mm. or you're on your laptop, and they're talking to you, and you're not making eye contact with yes. them because you're busy yes. doing something else. I make an, a point of if if Jordan comes into my study while I'm working. And he asks me a question. I stop what I'm doing and I look at him because mm. then he knows. Which is it's modeling, isn't it? It's, it's modeling. It's modeling. And yeah. I think we, um, it was Clifford Nass, may he rest in peace, uh, was a professor at Stanford. And I met him at a, a TED talk, a TEDx talk. And his whole point was it's not the kids that we need to be saying, don't do that, don't do that. It's us as adults who didn't grow up with technology, who are now just giddy on it. Mm. We need to be modelling that for our children. And it, this, I think, is your whole idea. Mm. It is model who you are mm. as a mindful person mm. and that will have a spillover effect, yeah. not only in your parenting but also what the kids are witnessing. Exactly. So you're modelling as a parent mindful living and then that that has a, a flow on effect so doris let me ask you as a parent because i'm a parent of two adults and one child although they're all, all my babies of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. they'll always they're be always my, babies yes they'll always be my babies as what can i do to set myself up for the day if i wake up in the morning and i'm feeling a little bit grumpy instead of just sort of rolling out of bed or, you know, snapping the snooze button a few times and then rolling out of bed late, what can I do to prepare myself first thing in the morning so that I can show up as the best version of me, whatever that is, but the best version of me for my kids? One word. Yes? Meditate. <laughs> Meditate. Meditate. So what's your go-to meditation? I like listening to um, I Love Water. Oh, yes, I, I'm yes. really drawn to water, so I have a meditation that lasts for like 13 mm-hmm. minutes. 
where all I can hear is, is, is the water babbling over the rocks, bubbling over the rocks, and there's birds in the trees. So I picture myself in the middle of nature. I, I live in Quebec, so there's lots of snow mm, and it's very mm. cold. But I picture myself in the middle of nature and it grounds me. I wake up at 5 o'clock every morning. Yeah. And five, between 5 and 6.30 is my time. I go into my study, I close my door. My family know that's my time, it's my sacred time. Um, and nobody interrupts me. Mm. Um, and that's where I ground myself. And mm. if I don't do that, I find my day is kind of all over mm. the place. Um, the way we start our day. The, the way, way we start our day. The way we live our day. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I do is morning pages. So I, I, I do a, a download. Journaling? Is, yes. Yeah. It, I do a download of all the negativity or whatever comes into my head before the day starts. Um, and I write it down. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm. And I write it down. As the words flow, so I'm writing and I'm writing. So And often it's a download of all the nonsense that goes on in your yes. head, all the negative beliefs. Oh, you have nonsense too. <laughs> <laughs> we all have nonsense. Oh, true. Isn't that true? Um, and I find that really grounds me. The, mm. and, and you don't have to do it for 5, 10, mm. 15 minutes, even if it's two minutes. Okay. Start off with two minutes. There you go, Omlings, even yes. if it's two minutes, even if it's one minute. Yeah. And often a lot of my peer, a lot of my clients will say, "Oh, but my head, my 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 mind is too busy. Mm. Um, I can't get rid of all my thoughts." It's not about that. Mm. It's about understanding your thoughts are your thoughts. Just letting them come, let them come in, let them go, and focus back on your breathing. We breathe all the time. Mm. So, if you want to remind yourself, put your hand on your tummy if you have to. Mm. But then, you can't think of two things at the same time. And as soon as you find your mind wandering. You just come back to your breathing. And like it, a mental sit-up. Like a mental sit-up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So so you've got your morning routine and you, you, you've you created um, a, a sacred time for you to be able to be grounded so that you can enter your day in, yeah. in your best self. And you have 90 minutes, an hour to 90 minutes. Yeah. And if you, if you can't, do that for for whatever reason because you're traveling because you're it, because it doesn't work because like because life has happened yeah <laughs> what's your go to what's your go to meditation and um, in in the eye of the storm when things are breathe just to it's, breathe just breathe it's take okay. it's it's taking a mindful moment mm-hmm. um and it, even if you're driving mm. you don't have to be sitting there meditating formally mm. i do crocheting as well that's a form of meditation. When you're walking from one, say you, you're rushing from one appointment to the other, slow it down a little bit mm. and, and, and focus on your breathing. Pause between the rush. Pause between the rush. Yes. And, the, and then the rush stops. That yes. feeling of rush and yes. urgency stops. And it's, yes. Yeah. And it almost has a compounding effect, rushing, doesn't it? The more you rush, the more you feel like you have to rush. And then we wear that rushing as a badge of honour because if we're not rushing, then we feel like we're lazy or not. We're not achieving anything. We're not achieving anything. Yeah. Yeah. And yet when we do slow down and pause between our rushingness, yeah. it's amazing how much more we can get achieved and how much more we notice that, that is just not available to us in our rushing mind. And it's less stressful. You know, when you're rushing around, you, you can't think clearly because you, you're thinking ahead. You think it ahead constantly, yes, yes. And, and you get in stressed, and you get in stressed. And you think, well, okay, ground myself. There, I'm back. There, I'm back. So instead of you know rushing, 
Um, and stress is, is, is caused because we're thinking ahead. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm. You, you might rush to your appointment mm. because you want to be there on time mm. and they keep you waiting for 15 minutes. Mm. Yes. You know, I'm not and saying being late. how are we coming back to the, the modelling for our children if they're seeing us rushing and constantly in that medium to, to high-grade stress that, number one, affects how we communicate and connect with our kids. But secondly, they're witnessing that and they think that's the normal. Exactly. With me getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, um, by the time the family gets up, I'm grounded. Mm. I'm in the kitchen mm. and everybody comes down. Our home is peaceful in the morning. Yes. There's no TV. Yes. There's no screen. T- I don't allow screen time in, yes. the, in the dining yes. room in the morning. Um, so we start off mm. on a peaceful note. Mm. I find if... It, and it doesn't happen often, but if I don't hear my alarm and I wake up late mm-hmm. and I rush, my whole day yes. feels it's like I'm rush. rushing. Yeah. Um, again, then you, you, when you create this awareness in your mindfulness, you can bring yourself back to now mm. just by – it's yes. the same as with your children. Yeah. If, if they do something – and they trigger you because our children are triggers. <laughs> if they do really? something, that, yeah, <laughs> and and they trigger you before you react, and that's what we do because our parenting mm. strategy is also passed down from generation to generation. Exactly. So, if you take it's the, that, it's that idea of I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm not going to be like my mother. And then in that mindless moment, I hear my mother <laughs> <laughs> nail on the head. <laughs> And I think, how did that happen? How did that happen? So when you yeah, yeah, because I was mindless. Yeah. So when you're mindful about it, you can then choose to respond mm. to your child, yes, rather than react yes. to his behaviour, yeah. and yeah. also look behind the behaviour. It's not about the behaviour. Yes, it's what's what's causing the behaviour. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful, Doris. Wonderful. So we've got um, morning preparation. We've got the asking the question: What kindness did I? Express today with with myself or someone else or in, in a situation, we've got taking that breath when you can do nothing else. Where we have our breath everywhere, so taking that breath with us, Doris, you've given us some amazing, amazing strategies to Thank think you. about. Can How, I add one more? Yes, please. please. Another thing is, whenever you're in a situation with your child, one thing to think about is what will, what belief will my child take away from the from the situation. Yes, that's a that is a great one, and being so being able to be intentional about yes. your um, connections with your children, so that so that they get to be the best version of of themselves. Yes, absolutely. Doris, how can people um, get in contact with you if they're wanting to learn more about what you do, or just learn more about your story? Um, they can go to my website. Mm-hmm. It's www.selfandbeyond.com. So it's www.selfandbeyond.com. Yes. Doris, you and I better get back out there. I can hear some some mulling. You've got some pe- more people to meet. I've got some more people to meet. And uh, we've got a whole day ahead of us of learning more about mindfulness and how we can bring that back to the people that, that we love and care about. Doris, thank you so much for being on the show. Will you come back? Love to. Thank cool. you so much for the opportunity, Vicky. I really, it, it was really good. Thank you. Great. Omlings, you know how, you know what it's all about. If you love this show, as I'm, I'm sure you do, go now and tweet it or share it with your favorite online tribe. If you haven't already, do subscribe through iTunes. And uh, until next time, pause, unplug, breathe and smile your way through your beautiful day for yourselves and uh, those you love. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.